You're listening to the Video Marketing Podcast, helping you go a little more viral every day. Here's your host, Matt Johnston. How you doing, everybody? I just, I realized I just shouted out my window. <laughs> and there was a woman walking by with dogs. I just, <laughs> so me. You're like, what window, Matt? You're clearly in your remote log cabin up in Maine. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, what's going on, everybody? Um, I'm uh, I'm excited. I'm excited here. This is this is sort of a live podcast episode. Um, those of you who listen to my to my show on Fridays uh, every every Friday morning at seven a.m. I have a new video marketing podcast. Unless something crazy happens, like I don't get around to it. <laughs> but I but I'm pretty consistent. Um, uh, I wanted to do uh, I wanted to do something on this topic and. Uh, uh, Kate and I were talking, and we thought it would be a really good idea to 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 do that in a way that everybody's able to benefit from it um, in this way as well. So, um, in in my never-ending quest to uh, to give you out there in video marketing accelerator land as much value as humanly possible for free, here we are. Um, and I think that this is very this this is interesting to me because um, there's this whole thing <laughs> the this this notion of strengths that i was not introduced to ever before really um it wasn't really a part of my i just was i just didn't know about it really and um many of you know that kate here um and uh, works in works in my company and you know we're partners here and we 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 work together uh, extremely closely now obviously and she's been telling me right from the beginning um, you need to take the strengths test. You just take the strengths test. And I'm just like, okay. Like, I don't, like, I've got a lot of things that I have to do, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> this seems low on my totem pole. I don't really know what you're talking about, but it kept coming up, right? And as as Kate brought it into the, she, she continued to talk about it and other folks that entered our sort of circle got into it. And it, it became quite an interesting conversation um, about sort of, understanding a little bit more about uh, what your strengths are um, as a human being and, and what you can bring to the table. And so as I, and, and, and I did eventually take that test. And, and as we, as we move, move, moved into this, I, I was thinking about how can we do a podcast episode on this? And uh, because it seems to me, I mean, as I, I mean, I work, work with hundreds of entrepreneurs and they're all coming from this different place. And as a coach, my approach to that could be strengths-driven, of course, which is interesting. But also, I think so many people aren't aware of even what they have that uh, what they have inside them to be unleashed. Uh, that being able to have information about this and then knowing what the implications of that are, it could actually make you into a better content creator. Which is really my goal: is to make you a better video creator all the time in whatever video thing that you're trying to do and just generally in creating content. So if we're all coming from this unique place, what types of unique content can we create instead of trying to create the same types of content everybody's creating? Because finding our own North Star is the, is the goal. Um, and I think that these, these strengths help you do that. And, and it's been very interesting to me and, uh, I'm here with Kate. So Kate, she's an expert on this. Um, 
and uh, she, she, you know, so she'll talk about that, I'm sure, at length. And uh, I'm here with Joe Self as well, who's a strengths-based business coach, and she, she, she's no stranger to this stuff either. So I, I thought it would be great to just have a nice little roundtable conversation about how your own unique strengths can fuel your own content creation process and how you show up in the world um, from a, from a brand perspective. Um, so I think, first of all, thank you both for being here. And, uh, I, I do want, I do want Kate, I want you to talk a little bit first and give people a little bit more of an introduction into what this is. Cause I'm sure you can sure. explain it better than whatever I just did. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, for sure. So when we're talking about strengths, um, Joe and I speak the language of Clifton strengths which is a Gallup assessment, just to be clear. We just, we like their language for it. We find it to be really resourceful. It's based on 50 years of research. Uh, there are 34 talent themes. And so when we say strengths, sometimes we say talent themes, sometimes we say strengths, if you follow along. If you're following me on TikTok, I have a whole channel now dedicated just to this. <laughs> it's Coach Kate Pintor. And so there's one in 34 million people if you, they take this assessment, it takes about 30 minutes. One in 34 million tests as the same top five um, talents. So you are so unique. Like I, I have not seen 34 million people to, this year. Uh, probably not. Um, my chances are reduced of interviewing 34 million people uh, right at this moment, right? We're all so isolated and have such unique needs in our business, even more so because we're less in community. So what I love about this strengths assessment is it's really telling me not just like what is my autopilot in some of this, um, but also it's, it's telling us what we need. There's just another language and a way to get underneath what it is I, I need, how I want to give my gift into the world, how I view the world, how I view you, what I need in relationship. And then there's also this place, like if I'm not moving forward in my goals in the same way, it's, it, when I aim those strengths towards that North star and I know what it is I'm aiming there, the likelihood of me achieving that just goes up exponentially because I know who I am. I know what I'm about. I know what I need. I know how I work, how I relate. And I can, there's also this, uh, this place of understanding that we are all awesome and not awesome at business <laughs> and video or whatever it is like we, and so embracing the not awesome instead of proving I'm awesome all the time, embracing this other, this other aspect of my strengths also, and looking at what I expect of myself and others. People who have that level of awareness in their business, are, they are not as hit by the waves of pandemic because there's, there's also this like groundedness that comes from having that level of awareness as a business owner and as a marketer. So that's why I stick around. That's why I know the language so well is it's provided such stability for my clients and a way for them to coach themselves towards whatever those goals are and create content that's relevant to them that inspires them and makes an impact. Um, Joe has, uh, Joe and I have been working together for I think about five years online in this way. Probably a, a lot of the same, same clients too. We, we, we do this exchange. <laughs> it's your turn. You're up. <laughs> um, Joe, what would you want to add to that, that introduction to strengths? No, I think you're absolutely dead on with that. And for me, you know, my whole program is called the language of you, because for me, you know, that language is really where it all starts. And when we look at it from a marketing context, 
what I have found is so many people get out there and they're told you need to find your niche and you have to do this and you have to find this and you have to create content and you have to, but they've never actually sat down and figured out what it is they really want and how they're going to set themselves apart. And it's all really in our talents. If we allow those talents to stand up and shine the way they're supposed to, as opposed to thinking we're doing it the way we should do it. We learn how to do it the way that's going to mean the most to us. And once somebody makes that connection and allows themselves to show up where they want to show up, how they want to show up, things just take off at that moment. And so it is absolutely for me about the language. And, you know, even as we go through this pandemic, I've seen how I've had to dial down some of my talents that are some of my strongest ones and that I love, but I've had to go, no, no, you just, you, you get to stay behind a little bit right now. We're going to pull something else back up so that I can find that groundedness, but it absolutely does. Um, it gives us so much of our why we are and why we're here that I just find it impossible not to go to that language to get to the root of something. Love it. Even yeah, in like, great. Matt, ahead, when we think about like our strengths, there's some minor connectedness, strategic, individualization, arranger, and maximizer are my top five followed by relator, which I have to add in there. You st yeah. <laughs> so there's, there's this like, so my, my approach to some of the marketing, you know, comes from that, like, like seeing the connections between things, the message and the goal, or like, like it's very analytical for me and how I host that. And also very, you know, our bedside manners, how we've, we've talked about that, like our way of getting to the result, you know, mm -hmm. might be different. What I love about Matt's strengths, Matt, you're, wasn't your number one activator? Yeah, I think so. I think it's like activator, competition, command, maybe st strategic and strategic. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So there's like yeah, if I'd I have to look. I, I haven't looked in a while. I think it's <laughs> activator, strategic, yeah. command, competition, futuristic. There we go. Yep. Yeah. So what I watch Matt able to do with his strengths, I could never do that. I would overthink it. And he's just like, go, but it's, it's very aligned. We're getting to the same place, but what he can juggle and like, I mean, he, the Facebook ads that he's running, that are creating like massive results for people. And, and if he can't, if he can't like compete with himself on that, it's like, I watched, you know, some of that that internal drive for that, it's like, it's on. So you know when he's heading in a direction or he says you can go in that direction, he would never take you there if he wasn't confident, you know, that you could get there. So there's like this real magic where I go in my head and I'm like, let's hold hands and run through a meadow first. <laughs> <laughs> like, on the way there. And like, it's the same destination, but very different ways of going about it. Well, I even heard it with Matt when we, just before we got on here, because we were talking, you know, just a quick little get to know you kind of conversation. And he said, he said, no, I just want people to jump in and do videos like no fear, just do it. And I'm looking at his talents going, of course you do. <laughs> that's what you would do. And that's exactly how your talent shows. And I share enough of them. I share the activator. I share the strategic. I share futuristic. I have some command, right? And that is like, and, and I know that for me, I've, I've come to start telling people, I'm not a passive coach. I'm an active coach. If you're not willing to walk with me and a little bit faster than me and get out there and take those chances, it's going to be hard for me to work with you because, and, and I'm adapting to certain paces, but I know that if somebody really gets to a stagnant part, they've either got to move forward 
with me or they need to find someone else who's going to get them to the place that can do because I'm not going to be the right person to work with them because I really am somebody who get out there and take action. When you're ready, let's go. Right. But even though I understand a little bit of the fear and trepidation that can go with it so I can understand like, okay, you have an election and connectedness and relator and getting out and doing a video is not maybe going to feel like the right place for you, but we're going to find a way that it feels like the right place for you. Right. And we're going to find a way for you to do it. So how can we how can we u- better 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 utilize this information and, and and I and I think that this is this is an open question that I have as well. Um, I think that in general mindfulness is a very difficult skill to hone. I've myself have been working on it for years and years and years, and I've made huge strides, and I'm probably ten percent more mindful, right? Because that's how mindfulness works. Um, and that's good. Like ten percent is huge. It's like it feels like a superpower. That being said. Not everybody, including me, a ten percent more like who like having the mindfulness to be able to actually apply that kind of knowledge. So just to sort of take this into uh, something of more of a process, uh, let, let's say I take this test and I get this information. What are the first few things that I should do with that information to help actually inform my work? Do you want to take that, Kate, or do you want me to? No, we I, have different you, yeah, I want you to do it. I'm too close <laughs> to the fire. <laughs> so from my side, um, often what I do when people are starting to work, I start with people in something that I call the language of you. And what I like to do is first I have people create their own definition through a very specific exercise so that they understand how their talents work together because no talent works on its own. All of our talents are constantly supporting each other. So we have to look at them as a team, but if we don't know how they're influencing each other, we'll never see how that shows up. Um, I do this in a very specific role towards branding or putting yourself out there, just kind of creating that persona that you want to um, step into. And a lot of that, just even that first part helps a lot of people own what their talents are more so than just reading the definitions that they get from the, the strengths uh, report that you'll get the insight report, which is incredibly specific, but when you own it and kind of word it yourself, it makes a little bit more sense for you. And then from there, I go in and help them look at what motivates them. What do they do really well? What are their values? And we weave each of those things into our talents so that we understand how those are not compartmentalized characteristics that a person has. They are truly woven into the same fabric, but we don't always notice it. So when you go, oh, those are the 10 things you do really well. Okay, tell me how your talents support you doing that. How are those things that are a reflection of your talent? What motivates you? What gets you going? What inspires you? Oh, let's see how that's related to your talents. And it's always relatable. Right. And it may not be a straight line because it might not be, oh, my connectedness does this but it might be the combination of my connectedness with my belief with my relator does this and shows up this way and supports that. And so what's beautiful is at the end of doing something like that, the comment I've heard more frequently than anything else is I finally feel like I have permission to be me. And it's not people that are lacking confidence. It's not people who are afraid to step out there. It's just people who have been told there is a certain way to do things and their way is wrong and they are not getting anywhere and they're frustrated and they don't know why. And when they finally figure out that their way is the way that's going to work for them, that's when the light bulb goes on and that's when everything shifts. 
And so that's why I really like directing it at branding and marketing because it helps people get comfortable in themselves. Once you know who you are, you can put yourself out there. The naysayers start to have less effect on you. You start to go, that's okay. That's your way. That's not my way. What works for you isn't going to work for me. And you get okay with saying that versus questioning, am I doing this wrong? Oh my God, they're doing it that way. Is that the way I'm supposed to? Do? Maybe I'm supposed to do it. No. Anytime you get into that should zone, get out, get out, remind yourself why you're here and why you are, because that is where the clarity is. And that's where the strength is. And that's where the grounding is. And so, so that's just, where I felt has helped in marketing. So, so as a sort of follow-up question, because I, I want to go deeper into informing this on directly to content creation. But since we're on this topic, um, I, I, I think that the the sort of devil's advocate to this and me and me what well, like what i pull like i uh i have strong resistance to some of the stuff that i'm hearing personally and that's okay. totally fine um and and it's not it's not because of any real reason it's just because i have i have these like deep beliefs through both science and other things about like neuroplasticity and just the idea that we can be who we want to be, we have the, we have the power inside of us to, to change pieces of who we are, ways of approaching the world, um, that, that we're not sort of, and, and, and I think that there could potentially be some danger, potentially, in planting your flag in the ground and saying, I am this, and if you and 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 if you try to tell me that I can do things outside of where my flag is planted, I'm going to tell you that that's not me. Like as if me is fixed. Is me fixed? And how does that change this? No, for me, you're not fixed. And our talents aren't always pretty. Who we are isn't always pretty. And our talents tell us that too. They tell us where we can get blocked. They tell us where we can get triggered. They tell us where we're going to show up and be stubborn and obstinate and use it as a label. But talents are not labels. And they're also not an excuse. Nope. I don't have that, so I can't be that. No, you absolutely can be that. You're just going to get there a different way. So some people have, so it's, it's like competition. I have maximizer, you have competition. They both seek excellence in a certain way. But I am not going to race against anybody else. I'm not interested in comparing myself to anybody else. I'm not interested in raising my levels the way someone with competition would need measures and metrics and things like that. Mine is, I want excellence. This is my, this is my bar. This is where I'm going to go. When I get there, I'm satisfied. It's about an ROI and an investment of energy. But, there's, but it can be looked, but my maximizer can look like competition. And your competition can certainly look like a reach for excellence. Right. So there's there's some intrinsic nuances that we have to look at at there, too. And to say that it's fixed. No, I wouldn't say talents are fixed, because like I said, as we're going through this pandemic right now, I have strategic. I have ideation. I have futuristic. Oh, my gosh. The number of conspiracy theories and rabbit holes and possibilities and where this could go and how we could do it. I mean, my mind just is going and going and going and going and going and it's draining because I don't have one clear answer I can move towards right now. So I've had to go, you know what, we just need to take that down a little bit and I'm going to tap into my connectedness, which is a little lower and I'm going to connect into my positivity and I'm going to connect into my adaptability, which is 
one of the lowest ones. It's just outside what I consider my dominant. But adaptability lets me be here now and roll with the punches. My positivity and my connectedness says, regardless of what happens, we're going to be doing something better on the other side of this. So just hold on to that for right now. Don't worry about the plan. Don't worry about what it looks like. Don't worry about how we're going to get there just yet. Just trust that it's going to happen and roll with the punches. And so that's being flexible in my mind. It's not saying, nope, I have to have a plan. I have to have a, no, it's not that. It's finding the way to do those things in a way that is most natural for you to do. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I know, Kate, you posed this, uh, or I don't know, I saw it on one of the million things you do on Facebook. Uh, something about, um, uh, like, if your strengths can change over time, and uh, Gallup says no or something, and you say, yeah, like, tell me, tell me your thoughts on this. So they say that the first time you take the test is the most accurate. But I've been through some life changes so I like taking it again. And one of my mentors that uh, was in, he used to run HR for, for um, like Hewlett Packard back in the day when they were coining the term human resources from personnel. Like, so he's been in this, in, in terms of the people part, he's been in it forever. He goes, I've taken it 26 times. He goes, I take it every time I get a free code. He goes, I love taking it. Cause I'm activating. I'm not like trying to identify myself. I'm like, I'm just curious, like what's here right now. And so I like noticing what the shuffle is and seeing the pattern of that and looking at the growth I had and what I want in my business and in my brand now, what frustrates me in my own brand and what drives me to excellence. And like, this has helped me define that and really own my little piece of that, of that pie. The other thing I love about it in, in terms of like video marketing is, when we're trying to coach people to show up, like there's a way through a doorway, like everybody's going to have to walk through that doorway to get to the other side. Like everyone's going to, the camera's going to go on and everyone's going to show up there eventually. But some people want to jump super fast through that doorway. And some people want, sorry, my, my phone just came through. I can't see my screen. Uh, so some people want to jump through that door. You know, some want to, you know, roll their whole way. Some need to hold a hand to get through the door and all of that's okay. Like, but we're all going through the door. Like, like when Matt says jump, we're jumping and we're going to go and that camera's going on. And it's like our, our way of doing it, our style of doing that might be different. We might need something differently to get through that doorway. And we're just like, so my perception of that is that's okay. Like just normalizing whatever your experience is, but remembering that you're aiming your talent. If we're, if the goal is to get through that door wall and agreement about that goal, do it fancy, do it however you want to do it, but we've got to show up for the moment. And, and uh, so if people can stop judging the way that they show up and stop comparing, they're going to get there faster and um, they're going to be proud. Mm, yeah, and yeah. that's, and that's, that's how I see you coaching everybody. And I'm just like, I like to talk about how that happened. <laughs> mm, good stuff. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. So, so, so which of our uh, strengths do you, so, so, so the idea of creating content, um, some people do approach it creatively. Some people approach it less creatively. Some people don't think they're creative. I think that everybody's creative. I, 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 I think that, uh, 
it depends on what we're talking about, right? Obviously, we do a lot of TikTok um, here in this group, and I'm very I'm stressing a lot of TikTok now. I find that to be one of the most creative platforms for video. Um, but really, any time that you're engaging in content marketing and especially video, you are you're using you're using your creativity, and there are different blocks that you can have along the way. And I'm sure if everybody listening to this could just think about the biggest block they have when trying to make a video your video, your, your block might be, uh, very often it's at the ideation stage. You just simply don't know what to make. Uh, this, this happens all the time. Or if you make one, you don't know how to make two, you can make three, but you don't know how to make four. And then Matt Johnston is telling you to make a hundred and you feel very daunted about that. Um, and, uh, because that's not a block for me. It's one of, it's one of my, it's, it's, it's one of the things that I'm good at, right? I have other things that I'm less good at, right? But, but in the ideation stage, that's where a lot of people get blocked. Then it could be in the actual doing and say, I have a lot of great ideas and I don't know what to do with those ideas. Okay, great. I have a lot of uh, great ideas. I have an idea of what it might look like, but then my block is really just thinking that I have capacity to be able to, to do something like that in practice, to create a video like that. And then your imposter syndrome kicks in as you see other people doing it. And then you start telling yourself a story that is uh, others can do X. I cannot do X. Therefore I am worse than X. Uh, and so uh, these are the blocks that you could hit when, when creating video and when you're doing something like reading my book and I have all these things that I want you to do. And then there's all these things, you know, et cetera, ways of thinking about content in your video. And then you might, and so I feel like potentially when you're trying to diagnose these different blocks that you have trying to get to a place where you can create, because it's very difficult to understand how you get to a place that's creative. Um, uh, it's, it's often something you can't explain, right? Somebody asked me in the support call for the TikTok course that I run the other day, um, how you get yourself into a like, creative state of mind to create because it is sort of creative, you know, and it's hard to explain because so much of it is instinct. You just feel, and then you go, and then I say, basically I was, I said, you know, if you feel it, then go <laughs> drop everything and go, because that's how I've always, cause I've been in the creative in, in creativity and storytelling for so long. Um, but I feel like potentially maybe I'm wrong, but maybe you two have, have some thoughts on this, but potentially if you're able to have the mindfulness to diagnose those roadblocks a bit more throughout the process and maybe knowing your strengths and the way that you approach things more, you might be able to have, uh, have a good chance at, 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 at making more progress there. What are, you, what, are you, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you talked about that in a good, you know, you said you're like, you're in there in the moment, spontaneous go, you're activator. Activator innovates, activator thinks about things, activator wants to do new things all the time. Activator is always going. And so to have that so dominant for you, that is gonna be super instinctual and hard. It's strategic as well, right? Strategic is almost intuitive. It looks like psychic to some people because you just see things so fast, so clearly that other people can't catch up. But knowing your talents and understanding that about you goes, okay, well, not everybody works that way. So you find people that can partner with you also to help you bring that out. Because a lot of times, even in my own content, I'll put it out to someone else. And I've got someone who has learner really high, who reviews my content for me, because she'll be like, wait, what's the connection between this and this? And I'm not sure how you got from here to here. And, oh, this is really interesting. I'd never thought of that before. But her curiosity is my best editor, because she catches the things that are just automatically assumed that everybody understands by me. 
because I see it so fast. So I have someone who helps me get more clarity around my content. When it comes to showing up, people could be shy. People are afraid they're not going to look good enough on video. There's a lot of reasons, but those blocks often do come from within our talents. And so that's where looking at our talents, it gives us a path. Like Kate said, as you walk through the door, you're all going to walk through the door. It's just how you're going to walk through the door and how fast you're going to walk through the door. Right. And, and understanding what you need, which is totally embedded in our talents, what you need to make that happen. You find a way to make that happen. Somebody might do video, but they don't want to do it by themselves. They're much more comfortable if they're in an interview process. Somebody might prefer to do something with a song and something else where they're not even showing up in it. Some of them might prefer to do quotes with something else, right? Like there's different ways to get that video content out there that will suit what theirs is. Um, you know, one of the things I do is content, collaborative content creation. And I do this, it works really well for verbal processors and people who get stuck in analysis paralysis. They've got all these things going around in their head. I call it a detangler session. And we sit down and they've got all these great ideas and they know all of it. Like you said, they've got the ideas, but they don't know what to do with it. So we get it down on paper and then we create a strategy from all the information they have. And here's the path and here's the six things you could do or the 10 things you could do. And here's bite-sized chunks and here's how you break this out. And so sometimes you just need a partner that gets it out of your head, right? So that you can actually do something with it. I know my own self, if I'm in my head, if I don't get it down quick enough, 10 minutes later, I don't remember what it was that was so genius. <laughs> See, now so, this, is the, this is the interesting thing about education and leadership, though, because so this, this sort of adds another layer, right? Like, I teach a lot of college. I usually like four classes a semester. Don't ask me how I do it. And uh, I've also, I spent years of my life directing theater, so I'm very used to coaching actors and, and teaching acting. And, uh, and of course, now I, I coach entrepreneurs and business owners and stuff to show up authentically on video and on camera and I teach you know adult students in various programs and uh, at the end of the day um, and all of these sort of education pieces and well you could say the same thing I'm the CEO of a company and I have employees whatever it is so there are outcomes in your mind and at the end of the day and so this is where Kate comes in too with her talking about we're all going through the door but where does that take place and I know the answer is both. Like, ideally, the educator and the leader is mindful enough to understand that people are going to walk through the door differently. Now, of course, from a higher education standpoint, not everybody gets to walk through the door differently. And maybe that's a fault of higher education. We don't have to get started on that road. Could go down that road. But, um, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, how does that impact leadership and uh, from a from an implementer standpoint, following specific guidelines when you're expected to do certain things, go through a course, do do specific homework, do specific exercises. How do you meet that with um, uh, in a in a in a constructive way rather than a deconstructive way, which could simply be they're asking me to do something which is against my strengths. Or they're asking me to do something which I know I can do with my strengths, but not the way that they want me to do it. I'm, I'm sure that this is something that comes up a lot. What are your thoughts on that? Well, for me, it's about flexibility. I mean, you said, you know, of course, the answer is going to be both, right? And it is. It's about collaboration. It's about complementary partnerships. It's about understanding that is it more important how you walk through the door or that you get through the door? I always joke because I actually had someone in my life, my ex-husband actually told me, Joe, I think you need to shower differently. 
I was like, what? It's like, no, you need to change the temperature of the water. And I do this and this is how I do it. And this is how I lather my body. And this, and I'm like, okay. And he said, so I think if you did a shower, like I shower, you would have a much better experience in the shower. And I was just like, I've been showering for 40 years. I'm pretty sure I've got showering down. As long as I come out of the shower clean, goal met. How I do it, what I do in there while I'm in there, whatever makes me happy should not matter as long as I come out clean. If I come out dirtier, we can have a conversation, right? And I think we have to look at that in the work world too and how we do different things because I, you have to find a way. So, okay, I have to learn this lesson and I have to do this study thing and I have to do that. Well, are you going to be better in a study group? Or are you going to be better studying on your own? Are you going to be better studying in a library? Or are you going to be better studying at a bar that's really noisy where you, create, where you don't have to create distractions anymore? Right? So just understanding some of those needs. And if the person can say, okay, I don't care how you get there. I just need you to get there. And I need to get you there by X date. Right? So someone with deliberative might want a four-week deadline. Someone with activator might want more, less, no more than a week. Because if you give an activator a four-week deadline, they're going to be like, well, week three, I'll start that. I don't need to do that right now. I got time, right? Because there's natural procrastinating talents that aren't really procrastinating talents. They just work better under pressure. So kind of understanding what people need, you will get them to the end goal. And we have to let go of some of how the process is to get them there and trust that they're going to get there. And that the philosophy with this is to, like when you're thinking of creating your, your social content, when you when it's working, you want to look for a time that it did work. Like, when was I most confident in getting up to create that video? You know, what was the video you felt the, the greatest about or that had the greatest engagement? So, so what worked? What was working there? What was happening? What were you communicating? Like, why were you able to show up at that moment, you know, in that space? And, when, and then people start, you know, they're able to recreate those circumstances. But in creating video, you're going to have to keep creating it. Like, like it's not just like you're going to have, you're not going to be inspired every time you do it. You're, this is a relationship with your audience. So that ability, this is, this is why Matt is such a perfect coach for video, because it is like, I'm going to show up today. I'm going to show up. I'm committed to that relationship. I'm going to show up and it's going to be rinse, repeat. And so it feels like a little bit of exposure, exposure, exposure to kind of get you out of your head and then you'll be more confident and be able to do it. So you want to, we don't want, it's not just like, it ha- I'm going to create that, but I'm going to do it my way the whole time. It's like, no, if I want that result, I'm going to learn from the way Matt's doing it because, because my way might, you know, my, my way is let's be in my head for a little bit until it happens and his way is faster. So I'm going to learn from that and then customize it and make some tweaks and understand myself a little bit so that I can go. And, and you need, you need a, a champion. You need a champion. We need a mirror. We need somebody to be able to, because like doing it in our, we're just in our own way most of the time, <laughs> no matter what your strengths are. Kate over here speaking from experience. Ever since I started working with Matt, he was just like, go, 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 go. And I had to figure out how to make it work. <laughs> I think that's okay. I think that, um, I think that uh, luckily, I think we both have the mindfulness to know where we're coming from, right? I, I do feel like just as, as, as someone who does so much teaching and so much coaching around this stuff, I, I feel like there's, there's obviously a ton of power from my perspective, but I feel like at scale, uh, I think as a, as a mindfulness exercise by the person that has to do the work there, the student, it's, it's, it's more useful in some ways. Um, it's, it's sort of like, you know, at the end of the day, you know, because it's not like 
listen, I've got like a hundred college students. I can't be like your deadlines tomorrow because you're an activator and your deadlines in two weeks because you're this and your deadlines are. And obviously I know you're not saying that, but I'm like having the mindfulness to do that. Right. It's more like managing things. And of course you've got me pinned, obviously. I mean, I always did everything the night before. I can't imagine doing it any other way. It doesn't make any sense to me. Why would I do that? I've got other things to fill my time with. Right. Um, but, uh, like why take a week to do a task that could take me three hours? I could be doing so much more in that other time. Right. This is just how my mind works. Um, but from a content standpoint, I think a lot of the mental blocks that people have have to do with, um, honestly, there's a lot of limiting beliefs around what they can or can't do. And I spend a lot of time in the book talking, like trying to bash those limiting beliefs because video is seen as a technical thing and it doesn't need to be. I talk about how it's the story and it's like, okay. And then really with video and the strategy that I take with it, I often say, you just have to make so much content. And there's so many people that are out there being like, it's just that one video, if I can just find that one video. And it's never the one video, it's the hundreds. Uh, and then that can be daunting. And so, with, but every successful content marketer knows that it's a volume game. And so a lot of it comes down to motivation and how you motivate yourself. So how do you see uh, these different strengths and like so many of these things, are, are like, there's so many focuses on this. There's so, there's, there's so much of this throughout our lives. I fell off the diet wagon. I'm using this like fancy program called Noom this week. And I fell off the diet wagon, had a weird, weird weekend and everything. And it's a fancy program because I've got like a coach, right? Like I've got like a little coach that I can talk to. And that's what we ended up talking about a lot. It was motivation. And I was talking to her about how, well, I, I mean, I get motivation from momentum. So like if I start seeing these pounds fall off on the scale, I am just like activated to like use that momentum and just keep going. And I'll start making really like positive decisions to make the scale. But until I see that momentum, I can't move on it. Right. So we're having a huge conversation, me and this coach about motivation and how we can jumpstart, jumpstart that motivation without the momentum. Right. Um, and so much of that is true in video marketing because I have so much trouble and you all out there listening to this may be there too, that you just simply cannot start or you do one and you feel so proud and you feel like, Oh, I've ticked that box for the year. You know, or I've, I've, I've ticked that box for the month. I can worry about the next video then, or I'll just do some Facebook lives or whatever. Um, so motivation, how does that manifest itself in your strengths? Well, every strength has its own type of motivation. And you saying that you need momentum to get started, high activator, high competition. I start, you need to see results so that you can keep going, right, to do that. And I have a little bit of that because, like I said, I share the activator with you. I don't have the competition high, but I... I have to use my futuristic. Okay, if I were to do this every day for the next 30 days, what would that look like 30 days from now? But if you say the word habits to me, I'm gonna cringe. I don't have high discipline. The idea of doing something daily from a habit standpoint is just a dirty word to me. But if you give me a different perspective, right? And you say, hey, if you could do this every day for 30 days, what do you think life would look like? What do you think your audience would look like? What do you think this would look like? My futuristic is me. Oh, that's really cool. And if you could put just this much energy in to get this much result, my maximizer is going to be like, ooh, that sounds intriguing. You tell my activator I don't really need to spend that much time and I can be spontaneous with it as long as I include X, Y, Z in the elements. My activator is going to be like, oh, that doesn't sound so bad. Right? And my strategic, as long as we have an overall goal to get to, then I'm going to go towards it. So there's motivations in all of my talents and there's a way to use all of that. So, but it is looking at those motivations and trying to understand and 
absolutely there are limiting beliefs that come in and some of those come from our talents some of those come from other places but our talents give us the tools to help us work with those limiting beliefs to see where they come from i mean you can't answer every question with just talents to me talents are the bones it's where we start and then everything else kind of fleshes out with that but for me talents gives us that baseline to know where to move from it is not the end all be all it is a tool but for me is an extremely powerful tool because the amount of language that is within it because every talent has an i do i am i contribute i value i need and i detest and so when you understand those things about yourself where someone is bugging you go oh oh okay it's because my talent's not getting met or their talent needs something that my talent doesn't need and that's just bothersome to me right so you just you start to understand it but that comes through practice it just comes through practice and i mean i've been doing this for 17 years now and i still go oh god that's the talent that's doing that right like i still have aha moments it's a lifelong learning so so i mean how and maybe it's something somewhere in my strengths and 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 also because this is the experience i like to give people on the podcast um because I'm a, I'm a wax philosophical type guy, but I also know that I just love giving people like action steps. Like yep. they feel like they need to, they feel like they need to do like they to, to do something with it. I mean, what's the takeaway of this conversation for them, right? Like what can they do? So let's say that they do take the test and they do create a lot of content. If you're listening to me, if you're on the podcast, you probably do for your, if you're listening to us live in the group, obviously you do, you're interested in this in some way. So, um, so, so I take this test. Okay, great. So I've got these seven things. So we went through mine earlier, whatever they are. And so we've, or eight things or whatever, however many you get. So you get this list of these things and you can read more about them and everything like that. And then like, what do you do with them? Honestly, you have to get a coach. I mean, you, you, you have to get at least one person to talk to. You don't have to go down a coaching road where it's going to take you a year, but you have to have at least one initial conversation. I often recommend three at a minimum to talk to a coach and just get an understanding of what does this mean for you? How are they helping you get where you want to go? How are they potentially holding you back? Where are they showing up and bringing you joy? Where are they bringing you down and maybe causing you angst? And then find a direction and start looking for it. But you have to understand what they mean before you can really take appropriate action. And I think that's probably in my personal opinion where sometimes the strengths movement can go wrong is if someone tries to aim them too fast without really understanding. But it's not like you need to spend a year to understand them. You just need to get a really good baseline. And so for me, that's why it comes through looking at what you do best, your motivations, your values, and your talents, and how they're coming together. That's four sessions. Right. And from there, you should be able to start going, oh, oh, okay, this makes sense. So that's Kate, what I would do is you reach yeah. out to someone who knows what they're talking about Kate, and get that mirror. This is an interesting conversation for you, Kate, uh, or an interesting question for you. Follow-up question is, um, are there, what different types of video content do you think are more possible for people or easier for people and that, that they might actually be great at based on the strengths that they have. Like you have some strengths that sound pretty cool that I don't have. So, I mean, would, would you be able to potentially have a, have a deeper step into other types of content, whether it's personal storytelling, whether it's you on camera, whether it's uh, making videos with, with other people? I, uh, I've analyzed it down to which filter to use on TikTok. 
Well, there you go. Okay, so 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 tell me, how does this how how can this have ramp? Because th- this is this is one of the big this is one of the big questions that I get a lot is what format. Yeah. I also get a lot of. Um, I was doing a webinar yesterday on TikTok. Like I give like eighty TikTok webinars a day, and like this was in like a, a paid group where I'm a guest coach, and this obviously pretty shy person who didn't have their camera on during the Zoom call asked me the question. Um, they asked me, uh, what did they ask me? What do you think they asked me? Do I have to be on camera? Oh, do be- I have to be on camera? <laughs> right. So, so, yeah. so, uh, so yeah. So, so, so tell me, tell me. So you've got this down to an Instagram filter, right? So I do. I, I think about it all the way down. Um, Joe and I could, we could have a bottle of wine and do this like for four days in a row. Absolutely. Um, so there's, so what I notice with people and, and you know, whether they, so, so I, I don't buy into the excuses like these strengths make me not want to do it because you have to consume, you can't have a relationship with your audience um, in your head, which is a lot of what people like the idea of having a social media strategy and a brand and content, but they're not really available for the relationship. And I can say that with high connectedness and relator. <laughs> like I understand how important that trust is. Like I'm not really, I, there's people who love like some of the content creators that have woo and communication and positivity. They have this shiny vibe, like glitter. Like my daughter, Alyssa, who's like, who took off in your TikTok program. Um, Matt coached her into TikTok and her very first single that she wrote went viral on there um, with his coaching. And it's just like, boom. Well, she loves that. She loves to engage the audience. She's going live on there. She feeds off it. She loves the new people, the new followers. It's such a driver for her. So TikTok is a great platform. I am not an extrovert. I woo is like 29 for me. So it's like not even, it's like five from the bottom. <laughs> and so I don't collect people. I don't get energized from that. I, I don't like if I'm networking, I'm more confident. And I've, if I carpooled on the way there, so I had an authentic conversation so I tend to go pretty deep. Like, like people want me to stay service. I'm like, I can't stay there. I'm going to go deep. I'm going to level jump on you. So I'm level jumping on TikTok. I love that. That worked for me on TikTok is that level jump, like immediately telling my entire story after, you know, like boom, because I want to go deep inside of that. And, and so it's opened up rich conversation and I'm able to, to reveal vulnerability in my marketing that others aren't comfortable with in that storytelling because of my, I know, I know what I'm about and what my vision is in that space. Other people that are coming in, in terms of creating the content, they need, they need a, a little think tank to figure out what they should be doing. Um, there's no, like everybody's onboarding is different, but where they consume the content and where their avatar is consuming it. When you think of Saturday vibes, like in the persona exercise in your book, like what does that Saturday vibes look like? That to me, when people are really noodling down into that space, they're really understanding their audience. We could look at the four domains of strengths and also look at what those, what, is it a conversation that's happening? Are they going, are they going off grid on the weekend? Where are they shopping or not shopping? And we can tie that to these four domains as well. So it's, if you have that information, you have way more data um, that you can draw some light conclusions from. We're making assumptions based on that on our audience, but I do think it, it dials people in a little bit more and allows them to think more intelligently about their audience and how they're going to engage them, for sure. Not using it to stop you, but using it to start you. Uh, to start in, you, yes. In your own unique way, yeah. I like that, I like that, that's great. So uh, just wrapping up here, um, 
if if someone wanted to uh, take this test, where would they go, you guys? So gallup.com and was that forward slash or backslash <laughs> Clifton Strengths? And it's $19.99 for the top five. And they're having, I think there's a special right now. You can upgrade $10 off the upgrade. There are 34 themes. If you have a business, get your whole thing, get the whole kit and caboodle, the whole 34. Cause if you're not exploring your blind spot, you're going to be in judgment of yourself and others. So you got to make friends with your bottom five and understand that people are wired differently than you. So use the data. Do you to think it's yourself. important to know what other people's strengths are too? Like, your coworkers or the, or if, or if you're a leader, like the people you lead? hundred percent. I'm going to jump over Kate for just a second, because my opinion is once you see yourself objectively, you can start to see others objectively. My whole definition for why Clifton strengths is because for me it is a shortcut glossary into the human psyche that allows for better relationships through better communication and greater compassion. When you know that you have quirks and things that set you off, you start to understand that other people have quirks and things that set them off that are just different than yours. And you stop taking things that people do so personally. Because if we don't know their strengths and we don't have that language, we judge through our own filter and our talents are a filter. And so once you realize that there's different filters and different lenses as Kate uses to see the world, you start to look at someone and go, oh, that's their analytical. All right, I get it. Like it has nothing to do with me. This is something they need, right? And so we, we start to make better allowances and better judgments and less, less judgment of others and better understanding. I like that. I think that's great. Sounds like it would save a lot of marriages too, huh? Well, and parents and parenting relationships too, right? Like you stop expecting a mini me and start seeing your kid for who they are and understanding that they're not gonna be exactly like you and that you have to find a way to get to them and talk to them. To me, strengths is a love language. It's a very specific love language. It goes beyond the five, right? Because those five, if you know your talents, you know why one of those five is the biggest one. Mm. Yeah, this, um, is, this, is, this so is really, I really interesting. Like this is interesting. This is interesting. Well, well, Kate, uh, all everybody on our team is taking it now. So we're gonna get together and we're gonna, we're gonna ch we're gonna chat about it next week, and that'll be that'll be cool. Um, and uh, hopefully, this helped everybody get a bit of a more of a window. After you take this, maybe you'll see a little bit more about how that can help influence the type of content you create, and 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 where your roadblocks are. Because I think that um, limiting beliefs can be a big piece of why you don't move forward here. And maybe it's just because you're trying to move forward in 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 a way that that, that isn't aligned with you. Um, and how do you know what you're aligned with? You're the worst judge of that. Um, so let Gallup do it. <laughs> uh, but it's, then I guess it's, it's not that I'm sorry to interrupt you. It's not that our yeah, biggest yeah. blind spots are what we do well. Ah, uh -huh. we're really good at knowing what we don't do so well, but we're really crap at understanding what we're awesome at doing. I like and that. strengths. Yeah. Let us see what we're awesome at doing and appreciate it instead of having other people tell us. Right. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we're yeah, that's great. So Joe, where can we learn more about you? Uh, easiest place to go is my website, which is uh, joself.consulting. J-O-S-E-L-F, like yourself, but with a J. So joself.consulting and my Facebook page is Discover Joseph. So and Instagram and Twitter. So. Okay, cool. Awesome. Kate, I won't ask you that question because usually if, if people are looking for me, they're going to find you anyway. So I'm going to be right there connecting <laughs> the dots. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, we are we are we are somewhat joined at the hip uh, across the country. Um, so thank you both so much for uh, for for being a part. This is a very interesting conversation. I guarantee nobody else in this video marketing space is having this conversation. And uh, I love I love being able to uh, to buck trends and uh, break new ground. Uh, as you probably know, <laughs> good way to end this. All right. So thank you so much, everybody, for being here. And I will check you out later. Bye.